Hey y'all, welcome back to Nuance Podcast. It's your girl AC Truly. I am so excited because I got a lot to talk to you guys about. So let's just jump right in, shall we? So there are a few things that I want to discuss on this episode, friends. Hopefully you listened to the previous episode. I hope you, I'm giving you time to think about it because if you did, you need to stop this, go listen to the previous one and then bring your ass back. Okay. I want to remind everybody, you can send in an email to nuancepodcast007 at gmail.com. And send in some questions if you need some advice, if you need some direction, your girl got you, okay? So, this episode, I want to talk about the Met Gala, obviously. I want to talk about Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, okay? I gotta talk about their ugly asses. I also want to talk about the amazing experience that I had with Brown Girl Surf. It was absolutely gorgeous and cute. Yes, your girl was on a surfboard. Surfboard. And I had a do-rag on, okay? Okay, hate on your mama. Hate on your mother. So let's jump right into it. The Met Gala. For anybody who is not familiar with what the Met Gala is... It's like this huge like fashion thing. Everybody comes together. There's always a theme. I cannot remember what the theme was for uh last year. I actually can look it up though. Let me um let me look it up though. So I'm just gonna say that there were a lot of amazing looks this year. Um the theme was camp. Um it's held at the Museum of Art in New York. In New York, darling. So, you know, this is supposed to, like, really bring out all of the fashions. So, the first person I want to talk about is Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian came through, snatched for her life. Her waist was, I don't know what kind of corset it was that she was wearing. I don't know what was happening, but she looked, she looked like like some jerky like her whole skin was matching the leather that she was wearing she was really she was something um the standout let's talk about the standouts okay and the sit down the standouts and the sit down so tiffany hadish hadash whatever the fuck her name is i'm tired lord I'm tired. The burden is too heavy. Why? Why does she keep doing these things? She arrived to the Met Gala in some kind of pimped out, tricked out, pimp auntie suit. And I was here for it. There were a lot of like sequins and she was really giving the girls a moment. However, the problem came in. And keep in mind, I don't know if you guys know what camp is. But camp is just like big over-the-top, theatrical. A lot of people would say that if you're gonna dress how you normally dress, take it a hundred times over how you would normally dress. Show a part of your personality and make it big, okay? So, 
Tiffany came through with the, you know, the big auntie-esque whatever, pantsuit, whatever. It was cute or whatever. The problem came in is when Tiffany decided to take out some fried chicken out of her purse in front of all the company. Why? Why, Lord? Why, God? Why did she do that? I don't understand. Where's the joke? I don't get it. Especially with this many people watching so many people making like bold statements like uh lena lena with she looked amazing she had um a suit on the back of it said that black drag queens invented camp work it's a word she she had a beautiful red lip makeup looked on point haircut looking as studdish like a stud zaddy was looking great and apparently the like pinstripes in Lena's suit was the lyrics to the gay national anthem. Child, I didn't even know there was a gay national anthem. Um, hopefully I'll be able to play it at some point because, <laughs> because I didn't know. I, I had no idea. Uh, but she looked amazing. Of course, she had that statement piece. But back to Tiffany. So Tiffany pulls up to the damn Met Gala with chicken in her purse, which would be cute if she was giggling and laughing with Lupita and saying what's up to Ashton Sanders, my boo. But no, she wanted to pull up in front of this mixed company and take out a bag of chicken. And she just kept talking about that chicken. And it wasn't funny. It's not, it wasn't even not funny. Stop it. Like, stop. They're making, they're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. And I think that's my main problem. A lot of people were like, you know, let people be unapologetically who they are, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. But when I'm reading a whole fucking article and people about how you had chicken in your bag, that's a little bothersome to my soul. I don't know if that bothers other people, but when you have an angel walking by, aka Lupita, with this amazing fro and these pics and the makeup and, you know, all the theatrics, and you can tell she really put time and, and there is a nuance to, like, this cultural thing. Then you have Lena, who is draped up and dripped out in the finest gay rags and like then you have tiffany with a bag of chicken like it's just cheap it's tight it's old come better next time because i i was just really disappointed with her so tiffany needed to sit down um she needed to sit all the way down Lupita, speaking of Lupita, Lupita looked amazing. Like I said, she had like these gold picks in her hair and she just looked great. She looked very tethered-ish with the makeup. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Like it was very, I was kind of afraid of her. I was nervous that at some point she, if you could just, I felt like that voice was like on the horizon. So I could, I didn't look directly at her for too long, but she looked, she looked good. Uh, Naomi Campbell looked like herself. 
I guess it was camp. I don't know. Mama had on some tights and some sandals and a shower and feathers and such. But she just looked like herself. She looked gorgeous. Um, A lot of people are saying that some of the best moments were... What is that little baby's name? God. Zadaya, Zek and Dio. Z- you know who I'm talking about. She was dressed up as a Disney princess. I thought that was, she was Cinderella. And it like really, her dress would like illuminate when, with the bippity boppity boop. That was like something to her. I can't remember like why that was such uh, inspiration to her, but mama had a whole backstory. Cute. Um, Jared Leto. I don't know if y'all know who he is. He walked around with the head. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Um, y'all's favorite singer, Katy Perry, came as a chandelier, which I thought was cool. I like that idea that because she, she's over the top. Her whole aesthetic is camp. So it made sense that she was a chandelier. She dressed up as a cheeseburger. It was fun. And a lot of people were shading her for that. And I think that's because y'all didn't know the theme. Y'all didn't get the theme, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I was very disappointed with RuPaul. What happened? What happened? RuPaul, the drag queen of the drag queens. I was looking for long flowing capes and sparkles and just, I didn't know. I thought he was going to wear a human body as a wig. Like, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be something that I had never, never seen before. But Auntie showed up in a pantsuit, some kind of stripe animal print. What was the name of that bubble gum that it was like a zebra on the front? I can't remember the name of it, but that's what he looked like. <clears throat> he looked cheap. He looked boring. He came as himself. He wasn't, you know, his alter ego or whatever. He he just came as himself. He looked like he was about to go to a business meeting. And he had a, a, a little feather action on his shoulder. Boring. I, I really, I just thought RuPaul was going to was going to show up. Was going to show up and show out. Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Nah, it was the same looks as usual, child. Threw on a wig made by some black man or black woman. Um, a lot of tanner and a lot of sequins. It was, it was fine. Uh, now it's time to talk about the king, Billy Porter. Yes, tens across the board. Billy Porter showed the fuck up. Okay? Somebody said that he looked like he had just sent an email that said, per my last email. Okay? He showed up on a throne, like a literal, like, throne. Draped up in gold and glitter. Carried by six men with their shirts off, glistening and dressed in gold and boots. And it was beautiful. He looked amazing. Um, I can't say enough about Billy Porter. He, he never misses the mark for me. He knew, obviously, what camp meant. He stuck to the theme. He was extravagant. 
it was it was amazing. Billy Porter won. He won. He led the girls. Um, Lady Gaga came through with I think four outfit changes. The reveals were lackluster. The outfits we seen before. Gaga, come again, sweetie, come again. Unfortunately, I was really sad that Frank Ocean came looking like Kanye West. That was really weird. Both Kanye and Frank Ocean had similar outfits. They wore a black uh, zip-up jacket, white shirt, black shoes. It looked like they was going on job interviews. There was maybe a job fair tease. They were just giving, I don't give a shit. And I'm sure that they jackets and they shirts cost more than my rent, probably more than my car, but... It was boring. It was meh. And I love Frank Ocean. I love him. I stand Frank Ocean, but I didn't get it. I, I really, I just, I didn't get it. Um, the last but not least person I'm going to talk about is Lizzo. Child, when I tell you that the white gays love Lizzo, they love her. She's winning right now. I love her. I think she is a beautiful uh writer singer musician i wasn't the biggest fan of what she wore you know because right now you know in every award season every um television show music video is always like that one big girl that's the it girl right she's the it big girl right now so i expected her to have her you know titties gams out long hair just like extravagant because her personality is huge and she's always talking about her ass i thought maybe we was gonna have an ass moment she was wearing mark jacobs if yeah i'm pretty positive she was wearing mark jacobs and she looked like i don't know she looked like she was going to bed she had like a like chiffon pink and white gown that had like high slits on the side and a furry jacket it was very like big girl does little kim but not even that good like i thought that she would have baby hair like all down her face and jewels and just weave down weave like a train like I was waiting for somebody to have a big ass afro just cascading down like can you imagine an afro like an afro train oh my god gorgeous I should have designed some of these outfits um that moment never happened that moment never happened so yeah that was that was it um honorable mention to um ashton sanders he looked great like a founding auntie if y'all don't know who these people are have not seen any of these pictures look them up friend look them up um yeah ashton sanders came very hamilton extra like and i wasn't mad at it he's so handsome he could pull anything off solange she I've never been a fan of what she wears to the Met Gala. What she wore last year, I wasn't a fan of. Or the year before. Or was that the year before? Whatever. It was all boring. 
some kind of snake skin moment. She's gorgeous and she's fine, so she looks good. But for her aesthetic to be what it is, you would think she would come with the blackity black, 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 y'all. But she just said, I'm going to put this business casual um, snake skin jacket on and these boots. And I'm going to call an Uber and they're going to drop me off. Okay, that's that's all, folks. That's all she had. But that is my rundown of the Met Gala. Maybe one day you guys will see me, you know, straighten my stuff. You know, when they decide that at some point you can have more than one, you know, thicker woman a part of these things, I will be maybe one of five. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Okay, next up, let's talk about Zeta Phi Beta. All right, let's talk about the Zetas. All right, if you're not familiar with the Zetas or the AKAs or the Deltas, they are uh, black sororities, which I think are really important. I think that they promote sisterhood and networking and, you know, all that good stuff. I have friends who are a part of these organizations and family. For me, it wasn't necessarily my route that I wanted to take, especially because of a few situations I had with sororities. I just did not, I, I don't really like, that's just not my steez. I, mean, I don't want to bash, before I even talk about this, I'm not bashing black sororities. I support you guys. However, it's time that we have a conversation, okay? So, Zetas. Zetas. First of all, <laughs> I can't believe that you, of all people, of all the sororities, have the audacity to tell somebody what they can and can't look like to be in your sorority. Okay? I don't even think I need to go too far with what I mean by that, because I think you know. So, word on the curb was that the Zetas had discriminated against a trans woman who is a woman because that's what they are trans women are women period leave it at that um they decided they they didn't want that they they didn't have time for a trans woman to want to be a part of their organization now initially i was like that you know this might be a rumor maybe this isn't true I had a few of my Zeta friends hop on my status and say, you know, no, this is like a whole media thing. Um, Zetas haven't officially put out any like official statement. And I'm like, why do they need to put out an official statement? Either y'all are being discriminatory or you ain't like, what is the big deal? So, um, apparently they blocked a transgender woman from joining the organization. And this is the official statement that they put out. I'm going to read it to you right now. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated was founded in 1920 by five women who were students at Howard University. Cute. 
The founders sought to create a sorority that was more than a social club and established an organization that embraces scholarship, provides true service, sets a standard for sisterly love, and strives to exemplify finer womanhood. Of those goals set forth by the founders of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated values all people, regardless of race, age, gender, gender expression, ability, disability, creed, religion, or walk of life. And when I read that, I was like, okay, cute. We demonstrate those values in the way we treat sisters inside our organization and people out of the sorority. <clears throat> To be eligible to receive an invitation for membership and to hold membership, an individual must be a cisgender woman. So, wait a minute. The first... This this is where I was like, wait a minute. What? So, you're telling me that you support the values of people regardless of race which i know you don't care about race because i've seen so many white women a part of your organization regardless of race age i know you're not worried about age because a lot of i know you're not worried about age uh gender or gender expression which i know you don't care about gender expression because y'all are the studs of the sororities let's keep it 100 ability disability religion or walk alive i know i'm assuming you don't discriminate on people based on their religious beliefs and you guys said that you demonstrate those values within your sisterhood that sounds great but in order to be eligible you must be a cisgender woman that's interesting Okay, let's talk about the definition of what cisgender means. Okay, cisgender or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex, which means what you were born is what you identify as. I'll say it again cisgender, what you were born as is also what you identify as so if you were born a woman you identify as a woman those are the only people allowed in zeta phi beta do we see the issue with that do we see the issue with that i have issue with that because if in your statement you stated that you do not discriminate based on gender expression on gender on race or religion but in the same breath you talk about how cisgender people are the only people accepted into your sorority that is a problem it's not right i am sick and tired of black people especially black women discriminating against people of the lgbtq community it's gotta stop half of y'all eat pussy for breakfast lunch and dinner And then have the nerve to have a problem with somebody who is a woman. How are you guys going to enforce this rule? I'm really interested. One, people who are trans women are women. So their identification, their birth certificates, their names, 
their faces, their women. Are you going to go around checking genitals? I'm curious. How are you going to know who is cisgendered? How? I'm curious. Because in the past, there probably was plenty of people who did not identify as a cisgender person that is already a part of your raggedy ass organization. There is not just gender is not black and white. There are people who are intersex who get to choose what their gender are and how they identify. Did you check their genitals? Okay, like this makes no sense. Are you looking for people who have high testosterone? People who like like what what is the logic here? What and what are people afraid of? I've heard a lot of like straight black women say that they feel like trans women get treated better than we do. Shut up. Can you imagine what it's like for somebody who is a trans black woman and want to feel a part of a sisterhood, but y'all raggedy asses want to discriminate against them? Somebody who obviously must be a part of the university, maybe has already graduated and is looking for acceptance in a community that knows discrimination very well, right? Cause they, cause the other sororities, the white sororities didn't want y'all in them bitches. And they put out statements clearly stating that they don't discriminate, but they did. And they do. And your wop booty ass gonna write a statement that in the same breath says we don't discriminate. However, you gotta be cisgender. You a fool. Y'all so fools. And anybody that back that is a damn fool. What are y'all afraid of? What are you afraid of? I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And just to make it very simple and clear for you slew footed bitches, trans women are women, period, point blank a lot of you bad body bitches walk around and i question whether you are cisgender myself but i still love you i still want to hear your stories i still embrace you if y'all don't let this trans woman pay that little measly 500 dollars so she can step around the yard with y'all i just i don't get it i don't get it I just felt the need to bring that up because I just felt like it was so wrong. And anybody who backs that is stupid. It's dumb. How do you check that? How do you check it? How do you, are you asking people for their birth certificates? Like, wait. Zeta Phi Beta Incorporated. Here's some advice for you. I think the first thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do is look around. Look around at your sisters. And then look at yourself. You don't have no room to be discriminating against no one. Okay? The reason why you were Zeta in the first place is because they didn't want you in Delta, a.k.a. P. 
period, point blank. Bye. Got a little worked up there. I just get really passionate about discrimination, no matter who it comes from and what it looks like. If I don't want to be discriminated against, then I can't turn a blind eye when discrimination is blatant and dumb. Uh, Well, let's talk about an organization that does not discriminate based on um, silliness. It's Brown Girls Surf. Guys, I had such an amazing time with Brown Girls Surf this weekend i got an opportunity to to learn how to serve how cool is that and i did it with women who look like me from all backgrounds from all shades sizes and ages it was absolutely amazing we went to uh half moon bay around nine o'clock we got our surfboards out and ready we we talked we figured out you know safety precautions and we got in and it was like one of the best experiences I've I really have ever had so I want to tell you a little bit about the programs and the movement um with Black Girl Surf so Black Girl Surf is an organization that has a few programs. So they have programs in the water and programs out of the water. So the programs that are in the water are about providing access and exposure to surfing and the ocean during one-time events, as well as creating opportunities for ongoing and deepened connections. They provide programs for girls, for women, and for people who are not cisgendered. Amazing. <laughs> the community uh, of these programs are absolutely amazing. So they have the Community Surf Sisters Saturdays. On Saturdays in the spring and fall, women of ages 9 to 99 get together to connect with the ocean and to learn to surf. They also have a Rising Leaders program. It's a program for the youth and adults who have participated in Brown Girl Surf events in the past. Youth and adults are paired up as a team and help to run the community surf sister Saturdays at the beach. Girls and adults get an opportunity to both act as coaches to others and receive coaching themselves. The teams also go on independent surf trips and outings. Absolutely dope. They have a summer camp for ages 9 to 18. Now, do you know how absolutely mind-blowing being able to get on a surfboard is for me? I'm 32 years old. I'm a little thickly thick, thick, thick thing. And I'm from North Memphis. (laughs) I really never thought that I would have that opportunity. I love the water. I love the ocean. And being able to get on a surfboard and be supported by my sisters was, it's something I'll never forget. And it also has made me more interested in surfing. Um, I'm going to get another opportunity to surf. We're going to talk about that, but You know, I cannot imagine what it would have been like for me at age nine to have all these beautiful brown women that look like me helping me learn how to surf. There were girls that were there who were about nine or ten, and they came all the way from L.A., 
from LA to the Bay. That's seven hours just for the opportunity to be a part of something that has been kind of discriminatory towards brown people for a really, really long time. Um, Again, the program for the girls is age 9 to 18 for three-day surf camps, which they'll learn surfing, ocean awareness, um, you know, everything is provided, lunch is provided, equipment, and transportation. Um, if you are interested in being a part of a program for women that are age 18 plus, you can volunteer to be a surf instructor. Um, the Volunteer Surf Instructor Program is an opportunity for volunteers to deepen their commitment to the brown girl surf movement by becoming volunteer surf instructors. Volunteers participate in ocean safety training with certified ocean lifeguards, as well as training with Brown Girl Surf, where they learn surf instruction and surfboard handling, safety protocols, and the Brown Girl Surf philosophies. Wow. Brown Girl Surf. You guys, you gotta go look up this website and try to get connected with it. If you are in California, maybe you'll come down to visit. It's it's really, really amazing opportunity. It's pay what you can. You can donate, pay it forward with your time, with your energy. It's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. If you want to learn more about Brown Girl Surf, you can go to browngirlsurf.com. That's V-R-O-W-N-G-I-R-L-S-U-R f.com brown girl surf absolutely dope if you want to see some pictures of your auntie on a surfboard you can follow me on my instagram at nuance underscore podcast that's nuance underscore podcast go check it out i got a few pictures from you know my little time on my surfboard i had just such a beautiful 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 time the people who were there were they really are like earth angels (laughs) they make you feel comfortable you don't feel like oh i might not have a suit that fits me or oh people might be looking at my body they just make it where you feel like really at home and comfortable i wiped out so many times but just through their love and motivation i was able to get back on my board every time and make it happen it was absolutely one of the best experiences i've ever had while i've been in california um with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and end the podcast here i'm I'm trying to end it on a light note because y'all them them motherfucking sadists they really messed up anyway (laughs) if you want to know more about brown girl start from me from my personal experience of course you can send me an email at nuancepodcast007 at gmail.com make sure you guys are looking out for my first short film of the year (laughs) of the year Uh, it's coming out may 31st it's called fomo uh, that's F-O-M-O. If you want to see the trailer, you can follow me on Instagram at Zorine Truly. That's Z-O-R-I-N-E. Truly. T-R-U-L-Y. You can follow the Nuance Podcast on Instagram. That's Nuance underscore podcast. Or you can like us on Facebook by the same name, Nuance Podcast.
because again that's the FOMO movie it's coming out May 31st be looking out for that friend we got some amazing things that are happening this summer I hope you along for the ride thank you so much for listening bye